I am Howie Silberger, and welcome to the Howie Silberger Show here on the True Talk Radio Network. Happy to be here and glad that you could join me for this episode of the Howie Silberger Show. Right here on truetalkradio.com. Truetalkradio.com is the official site of the Howie Silberger Show, where you could uh, you could uh, read all about the Howie Silberger Show and a whole lot more right there on truetalkradio.com. Don't forget to download the True Talk Network radio app and the um, True Talk Radio Network app. And the app is available on your favorite app store. So just go to your favorite app store, iPhone or Android, and the app should be there and should be downloadable. It's free. And uh, that'll allow you to listen to True Talk Radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where we uh, we always have some interesting stuff playing on True Talk Radio. Check out the schedule, truetalkradio.com. So uh, it's another pre-recorded show. Uh, I don't like doing pre-recorded shows because I love giving you the option to call in. But unfortunately, we have to continue doing pre-recorded shows until the second studio is up and running. It's just about there. I, I'm anticipating tomorrow night having a live show. Uh, Tuesday night, I anticipate having a live show where you'll be able to call in. But for now, we have to pre-record. And so here we are, a pre-recorded show. So the holiday season uh, for the Jews have just ended. We, we just finished Hanukkah. And I hope that you had a very happy Hanukkah. And I hope that, uh, that, that uh, the Hanukkah miracle... Uh, was impressed upon you during Hanukkah that the lighting of the candles and the eating of the oily foods and the uh, the idea of of Jewish uh, resistance and Jewish um, Jewish survival uh, was was implanted in your brain during the Hanukkah season because that is the the point of Hanukkah it's Jewish survival Jewish resistance Jewish military might Jews defending themselves from people trying to steal their spirituality from them. And and that is really the point. The miracle of Hanukkah was not only that one 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 vial of of oil that was supposed to last for one night lasted eight nights, but it was that the Jews were able to fend off their enemies. They were able to fight off their enemies, and maintain their Jewish culture. And 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 Judaism survives today because the Maccabees got up and fought for Judaism. And so it, it pains me. It really does pain me. When I look on social media and I see so many Jews posting pictures of themselves standing next to a Christmas tree, uh, pictures of themselves making Christmas dinner, pictures of themselves sitting in a Chinese restaurant eating pork while they lit a candelabra, a menorah behind them. What a mixed message North American Jews are sending when we shun our religious uh, obligations, when we shun our religion. And we try to be assimilated, but Jewish assimilated. So we try to do things in an assimilated culture, try to, uh, try to be like everyone else, but maintain our Jewish traditions. It doesn't work. Judaism and Jewish traditions are made to be different. Jews are different. We're not the same as everyone else. And to try to pretend that we are the same as everyone else is really a, a disservice to Judaism and the Jewish people. You can't pretend that we're somebody else. We, we are Jews, and our Jewish lifestyle is different than everybody else's lifestyle. In fact, our lifestyle was so good, everybody else tried to copy it. So Christianity copied Judaism. Islam copied Judaism. And, and, and so, so other nations, other people, realize how great Judaism is, and they try to copy, try to emulate Judaism. They try to be like the Jews, while Jews try to be like everyone else. It's an amazing phenomenon. There, there, it's a mind-blowingly amazing phenomenon. 
that Jews choose to shun their religion, to shun their traditions, and try to participate in everybody else's traditions, not realizing that everybody else's traditions were based on Jewish traditions. Or even if they realize it, they don't care. I know Jewish people who have decorated their homes with holly and uh, and lights. And while it may be pretty to look at, and it sure is, it's really not a Jewish thing to do, is it? And so this brings me to, uh, to, to, to a couple of thoughts that... Uh, that just crossed my mind uh, earlier today. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking about stuff to talk about on the show. I'm always thinking about stuff that, uh, that bothers me. And so something that crossed my mind earlier today was that, um, that there is a show on television. I'm not sure if it's still running. I think it is. Called The Goldbergs. And in that show, there was a Christmas episode uh, done a couple of years ago where the mother... Uh, was jealous of her neighbors and all the beautiful decorations her neighbor put out. And so she went overboard with, uh, with Hanukkah decorations uh, to, try to, match the, um, to try to match the neighbors, to keep up with the Joneses. And that's really the, uh, the essence of assimilation is to keep up with the Joneses. And this show, uh, although the family is supposed to be Jewish, this show is the epitome of assimilation. It's the epitome of the depiction of the American Jewish assimilation, the melting pot of America, and the Jews that, that, that melt into the melting pot of America. Struggling to, to, to identify as Jewish while struggling to live somebody else's life. This is the, the epitome of assimilation, and these shows, the shows uh, highlight the epitome of assimilation. And so here, here's an assimilated Jewish family and a mother who's trying to keep up with their friends, with her, with her neighbors, uh, Christmas decorations and Christmas cheer. And it doesn't really work out that well. The uh, traditional Jewish grandfather gets really upset and he shows their pictures of the Holocaust and says, you know, our people didn't die to be Jewish so that you can hang up tinsel in the house. And it's quite true. And, and, and I, you know, in a, in a show that's, that, that highlights assimilation every week, I had to agree with the grandfather. It's the only episode of the show I watched, by the way. I've, I've never seen any other episode. That is the only episode of the show I've seen and is the only episode of the show where I actually agreed with the assimilationists by saying, oh, you know, this is not what we should be doing. As Jews, this is definitely not what we should be doing. Um, so then we, we move on. And, and, and remember that in the 1950s, there was another television show called The Goldbergs. And the Goldbergs in the 1950s were very different from the Goldbergs of the 2000s and the 2020s. And it's interesting because the Goldbergs in the 1950s could have been the direct uh, ancestors of the current Goldbergs. Now, I don't know if they, I don't know if it was, uh, it was, I don't know if they were or they weren't. I have no idea if this was done intentionally. I don't think so. The current Goldberg show is based on Adam Goldberg's family. Adam Goldberg um, grew up in the 80s, so he just based it on the 80s. It's kind of like the Wonder Years all over again. Um, but the, um, the Goldbergs in the 1950s was a very, very different show. In the 1950s, Mrs. Goldberg was fighting to keep Jewish tradition. She was an immigrant who had come to America, and she had seen and she's watching as her children are trying to are trying to meld into American society. She's watching as her children are trying to assimilate, trying to be like their neighbors, trying to get along in a melting pot of America. And she's fighting it tooth and nail. She's fighting hard 
And, and that's what the show is about, an immigrant family trying to keep their family Jewish. There was one full episode, a full episode of the show, where they argued, the, the whole episode was an argument between her and her brother and her, and her kid, and they were arguing about should the kid, should their grandchild, who's about to be born, be given an American name or given a Jewish name? And this was the argument. Should, should there be an American name or should it just be a Jewish name? And this reflected, at the time, the Jewish community, the struggle of the immigrants in New York City who, who were trying to get along with society, who were trying to fit in, but didn't really fit in because, uh, because they were Jewish. And being Jewish made you stand out. And so they tried everything to fit in. They changed their names. They, 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 they adopted the names of the people uh, of the culture that they, they lived in. They did everything they could in order to um, be part of society. But they never really were accepted. Now, this, this Goldberg show in the 1940s and 1950s took place over the course of World War II. They didn't really mention World War II. In one episode, they, they talked about World War II and the Jews, and she, she, she cried about the Jews that were being killed in Europe in World War II. But, but in general, the whole show is about an immigrant family, a Jewish immigrant family, trying to keep their Judaism. Whereas the Goldbergs of the 2020s is about a Jewish family who had shunned their Judaism, who had given up their Judaism, and now they're trying to live like everybody else. They're, sure, they identify as Jews. Yeah, okay, we're Jewish. Culturally Jewish. We go to the temple. We're culturally Jewish. We, we, we believe we're Jewish, and my mother was Jewish, so I'm Jewish. That's really, that's really what the Goldbergs of the 2020s is. What a, what a movement in, 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 in commitment to Judaism that that was. What, what an what a opposite end of the coin. You, you, you always talk about the flip end of the coin. That's really the flip end of the coin. One show called the Goldbergs, fighting to keep Jewish traditions and Judaism alive. And one show called the Goldbergs, admitting that Judaism is dead. And that uh, we just have to live in post-Jewish society. How sad. How sad. How sad that we've allowed it to get there. How sad that we haven't fought to keep Judaism alive. There was a, um, there was a, sh there's a show uh, on called uh, Chicago Med. It's a, uh, it's a medical drama, a Dick Wolf medical drama. One of the characters, a black guy in the, uh, in the show, wears a yarmulke. He wears a kippah. Uh, he doesn't appear very often anymore. He was in a lot of episodes, and then he kind of vanished. Uh, I don't know if the actor left the show. I don't know what happened there, but he kind of vanished. But he was the token Jew on the show, or at least the token religious Jew. Now, now the, he was black, and he was a religious Jew, so he kind of ticked more than one of the woke, of the woke uh, check marks there. But uh, it's interesting that when Orthodox Jews are depicted on television, they, they're depicted very weirdly. Like the rabbis and the Orthodox people are depicted extremely strangely. So this, this black uh, Jewish doctor on this show had a, uh, had a very, very strange speech pattern and a very, very strange way of, of, of thinking about things. Uh, if you watch the Hanukkah movie, and this is from the early 2000s, you watch the Hanukkah movie, movie on, on Disney, um, Full Court Miracle, if you watch that movie, you you see also the rabbi in the movie is is depicted as very strange, weird speech patterns, very very strange man. Now, why do you think that is? 
Why do you think that the Orthodox Jewish community is always depicted as strange, as outcasts, as weirdos, as very strange, uh, weird, weird people? Is that a form of anti-Jewism? I, I don't know. I haven't decided yet if, uh, if I think that's a form of anti-Jewism. I'm not so sure. I don't like calling everything anti-Jewish. Perhaps that's the way non-Jews see Jews, see Orthodox Jews. Perhaps the way that Orthodox Jews depict themselves. It's quite possible. Uh, there's a lot of times where you, uh, where you speak to an Orthodox Jew, and that Orthodox Jew will, will have a strange speech pattern because English isn't his first language. It's possible. It's very, very possible that this is the way that we're, we're depicted. This is the way we're seen. And so the speech patterns are, are, are emulated in, in, in popular culture. Now, now, there's a lot of Orthodox Jews that speak normally. And, and, and most Jews speak, speak in a normal, normal voice. So uh, I'm not so sure why Hollywood always tries to depict Jews in a weird, strange, traditional way. But I guess that could be a discussion for another show where you could call in and give me your opinions. I'd love for that to happen. Unfortunately, this show is pre-recorded, so you're not going to be able to do that. So that all said, I'm I'm wondering is the is the message of Hanukkah actually getting through to the Jewish community? Are we depicting Hanukkah in the right way? Hanukkah is not the Jewish Christmas. So just because it falls out at the end of December does not make it the Jewish Christmas, and we should stop pretending it is. So Hanukkah songs are beautiful, and I love Hanukkah music, but we should stop trying to make Hanukkah songs sound like Christmas carols. We should stop trying to pretend that Hanukkah is as important in Judaism as Christmas is in Christianity. It's not. It's not even close to being as important. We should stop pretending that Hanukkah is a, is a holiday we should be giving presents to each other. There's no reason to be giving presents to each other. The miracle of Hanukkah was two things. One, that the oil lasted eight days instead of lasting one day. There was one days of oil that lasted eight days. And two, it was the miracle of the Jews surviving and beating their, uh, beating their foes who tried to stop them from practicing Judaism. Period. Those are the two miracles of Hanukkah. And we should, we should understand that, and we should celebrate that. And by celebrating that, uh, you know, we could eat the oily foods. Uh, Maimonides' father said we should eat the oily foods, so maybe we should. Rabbi Mimon. Um, we, we, should, uh, we, should, we should enjoy ourselves, have Hanukkah parties, and, and, and really enjoy ourselves. But we should not ever pretend that Hanukkah is Christmas and that there, there is some kind of correlation between Hanukkah and Christmas. The only relation between the two holidays is that they follow at the same time of year. That's it. There's nothing more than that. And so I have no issue, by the way, in wishing people a Merry Christmas. And if you're not Jewish and you're listening to the show or watching the show, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's not my New Year, so I don't celebrate. So uh, you can wish me a Happy New Year because I live in a Gregorian land. So, uh, so my calendar turns, uh, my Gregorian calendar turns um, in a couple of days. So, so you can wish me a Happy New Year. I don't, I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. You can even wish me a Merry Christmas. It doesn't bother me either. But I, I'm more than happy to wish you a Merry Christmas and, and wish you a Happy New Year because that's what you celebrate. And if you wish me a Happy Hanukkah, I'd be very happy to say thank you so much for wishing me a Happy Hanukkah because that's what I celebrate. And if we understand that we each celebrate something else and we all believe in something else, if we understand that, then there is no reason for conflict. There's no reason for anyone to get upset or anyone to get uh, angry or anyone to, to be annoyed or to anyone to be, uh, to be concerned about anything. We have to accept the fact that we are different 
We believe in different things. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I know we live in a world that says that everybody has to believe in the same thing, that everybody has to be exactly the same. Conformity is what is, uh, what is expected of everybody. But the truth of the matter is that we don't. We don't have to conform. We don't have to be the same. We have to realize that each religion, as beautiful as they are, each religion has their own, uh, has their own traditions, has their own history, and has their own, uh, has their own thing. And forcing one to, to follow something that they don't believe in or forcing one to try to be something that they are not or forcing one's holiday to be something that is not is just wrong. And it's wrong on many different levels. And it's something that we should, we should, we should not accept, something we should fight against, something that we should really say this is unacceptable and we are not going to, uh, we're not going to tolerate that. I was in a store, in a party uh, party store in the States uh, not long ago, and I had a big Hanukkah display up. And I went to the Hanukkah display, and I started looking at the stuff they were selling for Hanukkah. So what were they selling? Oh, they had a reef, a Hanukkah reef. That's right, they had a Hanukkah reef. It was a blue and white reef. It looked exactly like a Christmas reef, but it was uh, blue and white. So it was a Hanukkah reef. They had a Hanukkah tree that was decorated in blue and white tinsel. This is what they were selling for Hanukkah as Hanukkah decorations in the store. Now, the store would not be carrying the stuff if people weren't buying the stuff, which means there is a subsection of Jews out there who believe or who want to believe that the appropriate Hanukkah decorations, the appropriate decorations for your house on Hanukkah is a reef and a tree. Well, if you're putting up a reef and you're putting up a tree, might as well put stockings on your on your mantle place and wait for Santa Claus to come. Because you're not celebrating Hanukkah anymore. Then you're celebrating Christmas. So so if you want to celebrate Christmas, that's fine. Uh, it doesn't bother me that you want to celebrate Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you too. But then stop calling yourself a Jew. Jews do not celebrate Christmas. It's not a Jewish holiday. It's not something that Jews celebrate. And it's not something we should celebrate. We, we have our own holidays. We have our own New Year's. We have our own, uh, we have our own stuff. We don't need to borrow other people's holidays. Now, you know, Christmas was also a time where, um, where Jews were tortured and killed because they refused to, to, to celebrate the holidays of somebody else. So they were tortured and killed. And, and celebrating Christmas is, is pretty much a slap in the face to the people who were tortured and killed because they were Jews, tortured and killed because they refused to celebrate Christianity, tortured and killed because they refused to conform or convert, tortured and killed simply because they were Jewish and they believed in something else. So if we're going to, uh, if we're going to celebrate Jewish resilience, we're going to celebrate uh, Jewish m- military might, we're going to celebrate Jewish spirituality by lighting candles for eight nights. Then we must remember part of that fight continues today. That fight continues up until today. We have to fight against assimilation. We have to fight against intermarriage. The latest uh, statistics on intermarriage are disgusting. Over 80% of Jews, of young Jews, are intermarrying. They're marrying outside of the faith. We have to fight against that. We have to start educating our children on Judaism and and why Judaism is a beautiful religion. It's not just a religion of you can't do this and you can't do that. 
It's a beautiful religion with beautiful traditions. We have to start educating our children on that. We have to start encouraging our children to attend synagogues, to, to, try, to, to try to encourage our, our, our younger generation to eat kosher and to, and to be part of the Jewish lifestyle. Because the farther they get away from the Jewish lifestyle, the more and more generations that pass that aren't members and aren't part of the Jewish lifestyle, the more foreign it becomes, the more assimilated people become, the more like everyone else people try to become. And then Judaism disappears. It vanishes. It is no secret that, uh, that this has happened to Jews for millenniums. Before the Holocaust, there were about 12 million Jews living in the world. Now, the population of, uh, of any nation doubles every 10 years. Assuming that people have kids, it usually doubles every 10 years. Judaism hasn't doubled, hasn't grown at all. We have about 14 million Jews living in the world today. There were 12 million uh, just before the Holocaust. Six million were killed. It's been three, four generations since the Holocaust. Where have all those Jews gone? I'll tell you where they've gone. They've gone to assimilation. They've gone to intermarriage. They've gone to people just giving up on a religion and walking away. People not identifying as Jews. People not teaching their children that they're Jews. People just not wanting to be part of the Jewish people. That's where it's gone. That's where the people have gone. If you do the math, you'll realize that we are losing the battle. So the Maccabees won the battle of spirituality. They were able to rededicate the temple. They were able to, to light the menorah. They were able to, uh, to win the war against the, uh, the Greek Assyrians. They were able to, uh, to survive. And Judaism was able to survive because of the Maccabees. But now it's being killed by apathy. And that is the saddest commentary you could make ever. It's just being killed by apathy, pure apathy. There is no reason for Judaism to be dying without apathy. If apathy didn't exist, if parents taught their children that the beauty of Judaism, if parents themselves learned the beauty of Judaism, Judaism would be a growing, thriving nation. Now, I don't think Judaism is ever going to die. It's not going to. It's not going to disappear. We're never going to be extinct as Jews. But I do think that uh, in, in, in the future, in, in the near future, we're going to see a, a lowering of the number of Jews out there, people identifying as Jews. We're going to see the drop-off of, uh, of certain segments of the Jewish population that are going to just either meld into society or just disappear altogether. And we're going to see a very small subsect of Jews who will continue to carry forth the Jewish tradition because that will never disappear. I just wish that, that the light would turn on in, in the communities and that the federations and the B'nai B'ris and the, and the Anti-Defamation Leagues and all these other groups that pretend to love the Jewish people and pretend to stand around and, and, and defend the Jewish people would help educate the Jewish people, spend the millions of dollars they raise a year to help educate the Jewish people and encourage the Jewish people to be part of the Jewish community, to be part of the religious Jewish community to reacquaint themselves with the religion and to uh, and to and then to start you know learning about God learning about Torah and learning about uh, how how Jews um, survived through millenniums of people trying to kill us and how that we'll continue to thrive and survive 
people just understood the beauty of the religion. It's uh, my prayer. That's my prayer at the end of Hanukkah. I, I really hope and pray that the organized Jewish community, as they call themselves, the official Jewish community, as they like to they like to talk down to us and, and call themselves, that they, they come to their senses and they realize that Judaism could only survive if we embrace Jewish values, if we embrace Judaism, if we embrace Torah, if we embrace God, and if we understand that without those two, there is no Judaism. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. I'll see you again tomorrow, hopefully.